Hey, welcome back to my 30 seconds, and this is Josh. And uh, it's a Friday again, I mean, let the weekend begin. Uh, you know, quite interesting. I'd like to start with a quote that I reminisce with so many times, and it's so dear to my heart by Albert Einstein. And he says that logic will get you from point A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. And with that being said, um, you know, it's a Friday and I want to say much because we always have our guest, uh, Cliffy. Cliffy's on the line. Cliffy, how are you doing, man? Hey, MJ, how's it, man? I'm all good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. How, how's, how's your week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, first thing first, let's start. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just, I just feel a bit shattered, you know, with the whole Ocean Gates uh, submarine thing and um, strength and uh, peace to the families of um, the deceased. Uh, well, but quite interesting from that, I actually realized that. Um, with the whole Ocean Gates thing, there was just something that um, really interested me about the whole story, and it was just about the submarine. That was the, those guys. Uh, they create, well, they, they invented this little submarine, which was able to be used for exploration of under underwater stuff. And you think about it, and you're like, hmm, this is innovative culture. Um, Cliffy in South Africa, uh, do you see any? Of this innovative culture uh, changing uh, parts of the economy or making a very great contribution to the economy considering the fact that South Africa like many developing countries uh, uh, really relies a lot on agricultural stuff yeah so firstly I'm just gonna make a remark as well regarding the ocean gate uh, you know it's such a tragic thing to see this thing happen yeah but I'll be honest with you you know I'm caught uh, between two minds when it comes to this topic because it's getting so much airwaves and uh, I mean, um, obviously because these guys are billionaires and they built this wonderful innovative uh, sort of machine to go underwater. But I mean, if you think about it, there are a lot of uh, immigrants from Africa who are dying the whole time mm. on the sea, you know, mm. boats failing and that, that sort of information never comes out, never gets the airtime it wants. So, uh, you know, the part of me is, you know, is very sympathetic to the guys. Um, but another part of me is saying, shucks, I wish, you know, there were other issues that happen at sea that could get the same attention. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this is the world we live in. And um, now to the uh, question about innovation, you know, I think South Africa, like, we're at a point where, you know, especially with the youth that we have, there are a lot of innovations that are coming out. People are showing to to, to, to be wanting to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. To be an entrepreneur, you have to be somebody who's very innovative, you know. Um, I just I just really, really um, hope and pray that the government can, can support this because no innovation is ever done without the support of the government. You know, look at something like that America I know it's a very big economy but they have their own Silicon Valley for instance where uh, people are allowed you know these, these tech nerds are allowed to actually thrive and build new innovations they, they are given an environment to do that mm. I think with South Africa we, we need something like that like you mentioned uh, agriculture uh, in electricity you know even on our side on the finance side we see changes especially with this whole new electricity situation 
yeah, uh, yeah. new innovations coming in. And I feel like uh, if, if the government can, can put, can back us up, I, yeah. I feel we are also in a position to, to flourish. Because quite interesting, I saw an article about um, two months ago, uh, a CEO of a certain group, a certain group that deals with SMMEs, um, he was saying that uh, South Africa currently needs about 40,000 new SMMEs each year to thrive and to have a sustainable economy and um, it speaks so dearly to the policies that have been implemented to support already existing SMMEs and you know their research there's research and there are studies that actually show that well quite frank most SMMEs in South Africa don't actually last more than five years so clearly on that I think uh, there's a lot that needs to be done we need to go revise back the policy and and then look at it in that way so I, I definitely agree with you on that yes 100% the, the, the environment itself is not accommodating for, for people who want to be entrepreneurs you know yeah. now we have last week we talked about interest rates yeah. so it's hard to get business loans yeah. uh, now we see with load shedding even when your business starts and it's running now you already pay some extra expense for electricity yeah. so there's so many uh, um, factors that are against um, um, you uh, the business rather flourishing as compared to uh, factors that are actually for the business to flourish and these are issues obviously on a political level that have to be dealt with you know yeah. but like, like I said um, the will of the South African people the South African youth something will happen it's just a matter of time yeah ah, that's beautiful man I, I, I think also that that is quite great you know there's a there's a book that speaks about um it, it speaks about an, a, a revolution well most particularly black consciousness and i like the part and in, in the in the preface of the book they say something very profound they say that every 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 struggle every war has a crusader now, the crusaders of the times when we were talking about when we were talking about uh, apartheid and so on, those were black consciousness guys, Martin Luther King, Steve Biko, and so on. And then I think now the race for us right now, most particularly for young people, is to see the young people that are going to be pioneering the spaces and being crusaders for economic growth, most particularly in the African region or the sub-Saharan uh, region. You know, and, and that's that's what we need. So, I mean, looking at you, this podcast that we're on right now, this is just another indicator that with the right minds coming together, there's well, there's gonna be there's no way that we won't flourish. There is gonna be some something that has to give, you know. Yes. But um, like I said, it takes time, and uh, quite frankly, right now we just have to be patient. Yes, no, that is so correct. And uh, moving on from that, uh, I think we have a lot of things that we can say. Well, I think we should table that discussion when we see each other there. We need to have a soccer match, but uh, <laughs> I'll be the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ah uh, yeah 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 yeah. You just reminded me of the other day. Uh, the other day we went Bloomfontein for the mates' graduation and with New York restaurant and with so many interesting conversations, you know. And uh, I, I think we're on the right track. I think we're on the right track. One hundred percent. I yeah. think so too, man. But like you said, uh, today there's a lot to unpack. So uh, yeah, let's let's go into it. Yeah, I want us to talk about staying off. Uh, just so this week, um, the German officials have issued a warrant for arrest for the ex CEO of staying off, Marcus Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you think? 
Do you think um, the arrest can have an impact on the stock price in South Africa? I mean, considering that staying off is a, uh, is a, it's a global conglomerate, uh, it, it's, it's an international company which started, I mean, a lot of people don't actually know, it started actually in Germany, you know, and then they moved on to South Africa when they were, they were you know, they were buying blocks and share, uh, block shares and companies and so on. So do you think it will have an impact on the share price in South Africa? I mean, with that, um, Forbes came out and then they, they were saying that um, uh, Stainoff lost about 7.4 billion US dollars in falsified transactions from the period 2009 to 2017. Do you think if they are delisted, do you think that it's going to have an impact on the uh, employability scale of South Africans in, in, in the sense that they have employed a number of people in South Africa? Are we going to see a number of stores closing down? Uh, people getting less employed and so on and do you think that there is a need for government intervention in such a big company? Yes. 
that with that being said that is uh, one of the issues with these uh, parastatals or um, state-owned companies when the government owns about 51% of the shares in those companies for example ESCOM wherein we keep seeing these companies ESCOM, SAA and so on keep, they keep getting bailouts and so on do you think that is the case? This just reminds me of um, it reminds me of um, a book written by um, a guy called Charles Dickens. It's called The Tale of Two Cities. And at the end of the book, he says something. He says it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. And moving on with that, I want us to look at easy equity. I mean, the last time we spoke about this, you were mentioning that we're going to get into a specific, exciting program which is going to enhance uh, the usability of um, share trading and, and, and buying stocks and equity and so on. So where, 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 where do we start? Where, how, can, you, can you take us through that today? Oh. What I mean by that is, I'll make an example. You 
Yeah. How can you get this banking fee back from Standard Bank? Well, you get on easy equities, you invest in Standard Bank, and Standard Bank offers what? Dividends. Yeah. They have capital growth. So now that the bank charge that you have paid to them automatically what comes back to you. And uh, there's no way you say, uh, there's no way you could say, I can't invest in Standard Bank because I don't trust them. Um, no, you can because you bank with them. So you have enough trust in the company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that um, is what a lot of people think is true about investing would be that you need a lot of money to invest you need a lot of capital you need a lot of uh, funds and so on what, what is uh, what is the true reflection of investing and the essence of um, uh, using platforms like easy equity as compared to just going directly to like uh, your JSE to say you want to buy stocks there and so on Yeah. And if you're gonna, if you're, you're a retail investor, so if you're gonna use something like Easy Equities, or want to go to the JC, you're a retail investor, meaning you're alone. So yeah. it's gonna, it costs you more to invest. But the app itself, Easy Equities, because of how it's designed, how the agreement they have with the JC, the fees are not as hard. Oh. And yes, you do make a valid, you do make a valid point about the initial capital. Uh, to make money, you need money, which is something that is true. But one thing that we we can rely on, especially like you know, I believe that this sort of platform talking to younger generations we have time so you can start on a low level low level investing it but because of time there's this wonderful thing in investing called compounding the impact of compounding and you start small 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 you're five years in that small 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 after five years is no longer small then you go again another five years another five years by the time you've done 20 years of this investing compounding has taken effect and that little money that you put was little in the beginning has now uh, become something that is much greater and you can take advantage of that so yes you need money to make money but when you have a long time horizon time matters more in the market sometimes than initial capital oh that is great so that would mean that i could just randomly invest 100 bucks every week uh do i need to look at specific groups do i need to look at uh uh, S&P 500, Fortune 500 companies, do I need to look at a specific portfolio? Or, or Let me just rephrase um, my question to, do you think that there's a certain portfolio or type of investment that we need to look at as young, as young entrepreneurs or uh, young people per se uh, to invest in most particularly in South Africa? Yeah. And locally as well, those tech companies, we know for sure that the 
so beautiful and i think that's a good start i mean the listeners definitely were trying to keep this as short as simple and informative but uh one last question before we wrap up um what is your idea of a south african dream i mean growing up we always had of the american dream we always had about all that what is your idea of a south african dream yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. get into it more we'll get into it more uh, as the weeks go and i think next week we would actually talk about this because then now i think a south african dream also constitutes, constitutes a lot of, uh, uh, of things with regards to the economy because then now people the economy is people because the people consume and the consumption makes a need for an economic of an economic drive so with that being said you know my famous quote like sense through the hourglass so is the time that we have to spend together ladies and gentlemen there we have it cliff matiki our economist and see you guys later cheers